Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We're your hosts and sisters, Katie and Taylor. We travel the world, make beautiful things, and run our online businesses. We're creative entrepreneurs and Etsy experts, and we are on a mission to help you make meaningful income online and to create what you love. On the Studio Sisters podcast, we will dive into all things Etsy, running an online business, making money, creating while traveling, and growing your brand. We want you to leave this podcast with more confidence in yourself, your online small business, and the belief that your creative dream life is possible for you. So let's do this. Everybody, Taylor here. I'm so excited to introduce you to this guest episode with Natalie and Ange of The Social Focus. So um, Nat and Ange are small business cheerleaders, and they both come from backgrounds in marketing and product photography, which is like absolutely amazing that now they have both left the corporate world and now work solely with small business owners and product makers, helping them find excitement in creating and product styling and just inspiring other people to create and find joy in your products. So today, Nat and Ange are sharing five ways you can level up your content for your small business. This episode is absolutely packed full of amazing tips, and the most important one I want you to know about is that you have to learn how to be okay with repetition. I know you're probably curious to know what exactly I'm talking about, so you're going to find out in the episode. So let's just jump right in. Hi, Nat and Ange. Welcome to the Studio Sisters podcast. We are so excited that you're here. Um, could each of you tell us a little bit about yourselves and where you live and what you create? Sure. Okay. So, hi. Thank you so much for having hi. me. Hi. I'm, I'm Nat. And obviously, and I'm Ange. Ange. <laughs> Just so you can hear the different voices because there's four voices here today. Oh, my God. Yeah, this will be fun. This will be. So I've got the deeper voice. She has it's the way funnier uh, voices, uh, <laughs> not voices, but she's way funnier than I am. Uh, I'm uh, a brand photographer. I've been a brand photographer tw- for 20 years and um, Ange and I came together two years ago, over two years ago, pre-pandemic. And we always have to tell people, it's like almost like the timeline. You got to tell people when you started. Was it in the pandemic or before? And we created um, as well a podcast as well called The Social Focus, um, where we teach um, creators how to create content, great content uh, through photography, styling, video, um, and just really how to like level that up. And, Ange. and I'm Ange. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know if I'm going to feel funny today. Now I feel like I have the pressure. Oh, the shit. pressure um, is on. <laughs> Be funny. So yeah. <laughs> make us laugh, donkey. Okay. Um, so I am the stylist. So I come from a marketing background. Uh, actually, both Nat and I did work in the wedding world, her with photography. I was actually a wedding planner. And we, you know, with having young children, 
kind of missed our weekends and knew that we could work with professionals uh, in terms of their brand strategy. So yeah, that combined effort with marketing, social media background, the styling that I love to do is really just curating imagery that stands out and is reflective for brands and their products so that they're really able to connect. So merging that with our podcasts and our online courses and community, it's just been a really cool experience watching people thrive, especially like that said, like through the pandemic, the timing couldn't have been better that we could connect with people virtually uh, and still educate and see them have success. So it's been a, a really cool role in, and we're just so happy to be here with you guys and your audience today. So thanks for having us. We're so excited you're here. So how did the two of you like meet and start working together? <laughs> really through just the wedding world. So mm -hmm. I was doing weddings at the time um, and I shot weddings for a very long time, shot over 550 weddings. Um, and uh, at that time, I was very, very pregnant, <laughs> and Ange and I, <laughs> Ange was working as the wedding planner at the venue that I was photographing. Uh, we worked a lot together. We actually just ended up becoming, I don't know, just this connection between the connection, two Connection, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then. Yeah, I was always it, referring her. I'm like, I want her to be mm -hmm. here on the weddings because it was just easy. We had this like, yeah, this good flow. And then we both and literally yours. stepped away from weddings years later. And we decided that, you know, as I was getting more into working commercially and working with brands, um, she was just such an incredible stylist. I'm like, do you want to come try this out? Like at a shoot. And not only did she blow away the client, I think she blew me away. She blew herself away. <laughs> and literally that was what, four and a half years ago. Is that right? Yeah. Just yeah. about. And so. Which is wild. wild. I yeah, found, so I found Katie, what, 28, 29 and a half years ago. And right. I just found her. And I knew you just found me yeah. and you're you just so stuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, when you find your person, right. You're just like, I could do fun, creative things together over and over and over. And it could switch. Like maybe it, you know, it's weddings, but it has the capability to switch into something else. And like, that's so like when you find that unicorn person, mm -hmm. you need to latch onto them forever. <laughs> the word that always kept coming up was at the end of a shoot, they would say that was like magic. Oft, like from multiple different clients, we're like, yeah. it is magical. Like a unicorn, just like said, Taylor, <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Yeah. When you find your unicorn, like best friend in business, like never let them leave. Uh, okay. So today's episode is all about leveling up your content in your business. And we're really excited about this because our audience is handmade business owners. And I think we have all felt some like creative block or like, I feel like I'm doing the same thing over and over. I have no new ideas. So I just want to go ahead and you guys dive straight into those five ways that we mentioned in the intro of this episode. What are five ways that our listeners can level up their content? Do you want me to go first, Ange? <clears throat> go for it. Okay. Well, first of all, this could be like 74 ways but we're going to keep it really simple. Keep it short. <laughs> well, and these are the ways that we found um, that most people are like, just need to make that little tiny, simple, simple switch that will make such a huge difference. So number one is actually um, your copy and your caption. Just knowing who you are speaking to makes such a big difference. I, you know, like, I think that um, when, when we start to think about our brand, we're thinking about our products first. 
And then we rewind and go, oh, this is actually who's purchasing. These are the people that tend to purchase a lot from me. Who are those people? So since we're on also a very visual platform, typically, other than Twitter, I don't know if any of your listeners are Twitter people. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a Twitter person. <laughs> not that we know of, but who knows? <laughs> right. So we're hanging out on very visual places like Pinterest, like Instagram, TikTok. We know that those captions, like anything that you're writing, any any um, copy needs to also look, this sounds weird, but has to look visually appealing as well. It has to be blocked out. You don't write a huge paragraph. Even when you're writing a blog, you're never writing a huge paragraph. You're breaking it up. You're giving people some room to like move through it properly, just like what we do with our own art. So that's number one. Yeah. The only thing I would add on that with copy as well is when identifying a problem. So if you're creating something and you have a solution for your consumers, you know, kind of that first line uh, in any caption is how is this going to serve? Why does it, what's in it for them? Um, so usually that hook is identifying, like, have you ever struggled with this? And maybe you have a solution or are you looking for the perfect gift idea for this? And going into that solution is a really nice way to start because one, that is something that captures their attention, but it speaks to them. So it's not like I have this, it's more using words like you, do you need this? Is this what you're looking for? Or are you struggling with this? Um, I think is a nice way to start as well. Okay. Number two, do you want me to read all of them? Number two. Okay. Well, I can start with number two. Yeah. Let's just keep going. (laughs) Okay. Just do it. Let's jump in. All right. All the good stuff. So all right. So the second one is, um, we really suggest, you know, batching your content. So it can feel overwhelming, you know, showing up every day, like, what am I going to post today? And maybe I'll just do this. Uh, there is some intention that needs to go into it. So a little bit of thought process and planning. So that could be setting aside a half an hour, an hour, and, you know, really attributing what is it that I have com- going on right now? What do I have coming up in the future? Um, and, and batching it out. So maybe creating a few reels, going through and finding some great audio and setting it aside or uh, writing that blog post or uh, just even just writing out captions or finding that imagery to associate with that. Just that kind of pre-planning, but doing it in one sitting because we find we've seen a lot of success with our members when they actually set aside like a blocked time to really hash it out. You can put a little bit more intention behind it and a little bit more strategy. And that's really important because that whimsical stuff Hey, you might hit it on the the nose the first time, but to repeat that over and over again is one exhausting and it's going to fall by the wayside pretty quickly. It's the same thing because we, when you're doing it on the fly, maybe not putting as much intention into problem solving for your customers or the imagery isn't right, you know, matching the caption. So it's really not connecting there, or you're just throwing a bunch of hashtags in because you're quickly doing it on your phone. You're like, yeah, this is great. I'm just going to post it just for posting sake. That's where we're not going to see that progression in terms of engagement and growth. So yeah, really setting aside that time to just focus on one task at hand, batch out your content and you'll, you'll see results and you can get into that rhythm, uh, any kind of like routine or habit with anything, right. Is, is really important. And once you get that strategy going, it becomes easier. So I have a question about that. Um, do you recommend a I will say kind of rigid content calendar, or are you planning more of like blocks of related progressional content that can, um, I guess, be a little bit looser of like, I have these things for the next two weeks and this is what I'm going to focus on. Or are you planning out a pretty strict, like on Friday, I post this on Monday, I post this kind of calendar. 
Right. I mean, I think that is really individualized. I mean, we've kind of suggested it and it's worked. I still do it where we think about themes and this is kind of the nice way to start. So for us with the social focus, when we're creating content, you know, for, for Instagram, for TikTok, we're really focusing on education pieces, empowering pieces, um, entertainment. So kind of a little bit of the fun stuff showing our personalities and then about our community and a little bit more about us. So just by having these kind of themes or genres that we can kind of pull from that's a nice way for us to start where we want to have a mix so it's the same thing we don't always want to be selling so we want to mix in that education piece um so having that balance i think that's a nice way to start so for me like i'll write out okay education what are three pieces of things i know that we can share maybe over the next two weeks and just kind of jot those down and then the next thing empowering okay let's look at some quotes or what are some kind of trending things right now that we can share that's going to really empower our audience uh entertainment going through reels maybe finding some funny audio oh this would be fun now we could like show our personality this way and just kind of jotting those notes that's kind of the like pre-work and then it can kind of go in that next step of, all right, let's get these captions through and these hashtags, what's going to work with this and kind of mapping out, you know, the scheduling, whether you schedule your posts or even doing it, but having them saved in your notes um, or any, any separate kind of platform. That's what I would suggest if it's something daunting and your audience hasn't started that way. That's a nice way to just really just kind of mind mapping it out. I think like the issue is that when somebody starts a creative business, a, a handmade business, a making business, they tend to, they're like, oh, I've got time. I can just make three posts today. But then in a year from now, when you're so busy, you don't have that time anymore. You need to actually schedule it. And so like, just like what Ange was saying with the themes, the themes tend to help a ton because if you know that if I'm going to post five times this week and I make, I don't know, candles, for example, and I'm going to talk about my bestseller one day. I'm going to talk about educating them on why my candles are the best another day. Uh, empower them with like self-care another day. And then um, one about me. And then last day, I don't know, it's a free-for-all. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like if you have all of those set and ready in your head, then it's so much easier to then batch it out. Yeah. Absolutely. I, that was my question was we kind of work on the same thing of like, okay, um, we have a Trello board where we dump ideas constantly and they go into different pillars on Trello of these are our education ones. These are our funny ideas. Um, and then we'll send like reels and images back and forth to each other. Um, like the other day, Relatable. Yeah, and, and the other day, um, we were like, uh, giving ourselves also a little bit more time of like, because you already have this batch, if you do think of that one whimsical thing, like you have the time to do that too. So the other day, Katie and I made like, um, an Instagram post on April fool's like surprise, we made stickers, motivational stickers for your plants to help them grow. And that was just off the top of our heads, but it totally worked. And we were, we had the time for that because we batch worked in advance. I love that. Right. Okay. So what's number three? Uh, never like that's actually really smart because you could actually say those things to your plant your plant would grow better anyways like maybe you're <laughs> honest kind of brilliant <laughs> okay so number three is um obviously you know whether you're creating photos or videos uh we want them to look professional okay so again at the beginning of your business you might be just taking uh the random photo here and there but how do you level up those random photos that you're taking on your phone um you know 
back in the day when Instagram, you know, people would go out for dinner and even on their business page, they'd pick, take a picture of their, I don't know, fish tacos, right? And <laughs> they place that mm-hmm. on their feed. We can't do that anymore. That's not happening. That's, that's not happening in, in our feed. So we want to make sure that our content looks, again, professional, curated, and edited. Like edited is such a big part of this. And it's so simple now. We have Lightroom, we have presets. We talk a lot about Snapseed. Snapseed is a free platform that Google provides for us that we can make our own presets and they're so easy to do. I love Um, Snapseed. I love Snapseed. (laughs) And even like InShot, we do a lot of um, video editing on there as well. Again, you can get a free version of it. You can pay. These paid platforms are actually so cheap (laughs) compared to back you know like if we go back 20 years ago we didn't have that option we were hiring a videographer you know you're spending a thousand to five thousand dollars for great video now we can make it on our phone pay in shot for a a subscription which is i think like what 50 i don't even know what it is like something around like 50 cheapy cheapy so so cheap and that's it Mm -hmm. and you got your own videographer in your hand so making sure that it's edited, of course, um, but also making sure that all of your content has purpose and it has an opportunity for your audience to get to know you and get to know your story. Because it's not just about taking a picture of, again, going back to that candle maker, it's not taking a picture of the candle, it's taking a picture of the candle and telling the story about what it is. If there's like, Anne talks a lot about like the styling making sure that if it's lavender, that there's some beautiful lavender, it could be outside. It could just let, so that you're almost smelling that photo or video. So we want that purpose, purpose, purpose is like such a big part of this. That's number three. Imagine that you had a plan for your Etsy shop. Okay, imagine no more because we're gonna teach you exactly how to make your handmade small business goals a reality no matter what you make and sell maybe you don't feel like you know what you're doing wrong with your etsy shop or you feel like you're not good at selling your work you need help with product photography or you feel confused about things like seo keywords and whatever the heck optimization is well we used to be there too and if we had known years ago what we know now about selling handmade online it would have made a world of difference. We've worked really, really hard to learn everything there is about Etsy that's out there. And since March, 2020, we've been able to generate nearly 10,000 sales of over 25,000 products all on Etsy alone without a single paid ad. We just needed a strategy. Our strategy includes niching down so you know exactly who you're selling to, goal setting, daily and weekly workflows, flawless product photography, killer Etsy listing descriptions that actually convert to sales because they're speaking to your target customer, and 100% understanding and using Etsy SEO to drive traffic. And the cool thing is we turned this exact strategy into a step-by-step guide that you are able to fully duplicate. Our course is called Dream Create Sell, and we teach you the step-by-step way to make more sales and grow your handmade business on Etsy. 
Dream Create Sell is a self-paced 100% online course that will teach you how to do all of the things we just mentioned in our strategy, including how to stand out in your niche, how to nail your SEO and your product photography, and authentically grow your business. Our course is open for registration right now, and we have a special podcast discount code. The code is podcast, all capital letters for $100 off our course. And this code never expires. So if you can use it today, just go to shopstudiosisters.com to get the info on our course, Dream Create Self. Yeah. Are we ready for number four? Yeah, <laughs> number four is probably like, number four is, is a big one because mm. this is the one that will save you time and it's repurposing your own content. Mm -hmm. It's super important. I think as entrepreneurs, business owners, we're always trying to reinvent the wheel, keep going, keeping it fresh, which is fantastic. Yes. Keep it fresh. But there, if you're like us, oh my gosh, we can go back into our Canva files, into our photo albums. And there is so much content that our audience hasn't even seen yet. And you have to think of it as you grow and you're building on onboarding more followers uh, to your, your pages that they haven't seen the old stuff. Because let's be honest, a lot of people aren't scrolling back on your profile, like back and back. We don't have time for that. So it's really important to utilize tools uh, like an in Instagram, the insights, checking to see what work, go back three months, go back six months. Okay. What got the most. And, and I will preface this by saying, it's not just about the likes and the comments. We really want to highlight what are people saving and what are they sharing? Because that's really big when I'm speaking with like Instagram, wow, they saved that. They want to come back to this or they shared it. They knew someone that this could help. So really looking at your insights and then either taking a piece of content, maybe switch out the image and edit the caption a little bit or update the hashtags a little bit or take a static post and create it into a reel the same kind of way, including the same information. If you have a blog, go through and pull little bits and make like a three-part series for social. There's so many opportunities to repurpose content that you've already created and the tools are there to see what has actually worked. Um, that is like when we talked about earlier, I think Nat had mentioned once you get busy in your business, yeah, it does become harder to keep creating this content. So there's nothing wrong with going back and repurposing the great stuff that you've already created. We love repurposing. Even just like the mm -hmm. podcast, any of our show notes, we've also taken our show notes and made yep. them into posts or we've taken little videos and made those into reels. Like there's just so many different ways. If you're a blogger, you can take those blogs and kind of run it into like four or five, like make a series. Um, oh my gosh, there's so much you can do with repurposing. Do you repurpose the two? Yeah. yeah. Even with like products, I think that work applies as well. Like you don't have to just like only post the product once. Like you can post yeah. the same piece of artwork multiple times. Absolutely. <laughs> Please do. Not everybody is seeing your stuff really. Mm -hmm. So like it's actually a small percentage. So it, it's really important to keep showing that a great example, Nat and I run these uh, stock sessions for businesses. You know, they can drop off their products. We style and shoot, they get a bunch of images and we have been doing this for a while. And one day, one of our clients who is a frequent client of ours came in, happened to come by the studio and asked, like, what are you doing? And we're like, oh, this is the, the shoot, the, the, the mini shoot that we do. I didn't know that. And we're like, well, we shared it on social, but that's just approving. Like we could have shared we it shared more. It on like social this was a twice. client we know. <laughs> She's like, well, I didn't see your two posts. <laughs> yeah. yeah we exactly could have lost it. out on that. 
Yeah. People who run uh, their own small business, like a lot of people I see, they are very uncomfortable with repetition. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, no, mm-hmm. you need to be okay with repetition, with like literally posting and saying the same thing in slightly different yes. ways mm-hmm. over and over and over. And like Katie was saying with product photos, like share the same thing more than once. And in the case of Etsy, okay, you take 10 photos of a product for Etsy. You need to maximize all 10 photos on Etsy. That's 10 social media posts right there. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Switch them out with, you know, maybe not back to back to back, but Mm -hmm. yes, trickling that out is incredible. Think of it this way. If you're listening to the radio and they could only play one song once, music industry would be dead. It's the same thing. <laughs> they play the music it. over and wow. over again, right? Yep. Like you don't Mind just blown. listen to a song once and it's expired and that's it. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. It has to repeat. And that's where it starts to build that traction and become hits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, one of our pieces um, we found, so we, we posted it in like middle of 2020. We reused it again in the middle of 2021. It got tons of traction, like way more traction for whatever reason, maybe we use different hashtag, maybe there was different keywords in it, but it, it got tons more love for the exact same post, exact same. I think we changed the colors. Like that was it. We went into Canva and changed the colors. And nobody it. said, excuse me, <laughs> How dare you've you? already posted that. <laughs> the repetition police are not going to come knocking on your door. So no. if you have any hesitancy with it, just don't. <laughs> No one's going to know. And it saves you so much time and you're building trust because someone's brain is saying, you know what? I, this is familiar, but they're not like, they're not saying, oh, you copied the old post. They're saying, oh, wow. Okay. I'm seeing this person again and again. And like, I really like their stuff. We all need to hear things multiple times to learn it. Okay. Well, so number five is, okay. It's kind of not about content, but it is because it's getting more eyeballs on your content and it's leveling up that way, but it's about engaging. So again, when we first start our business, we have tons of time to engage with new people, but often we tend to kind of lose track of that. We get really busy, we post, people comment. We're like, oh, comment back on those individuals, but we don't ever go and source out new community. And that's the one part that people tend to miss. So think about different, you know, uh, different hashtags, following different hashtags that your audience would be following as well so that you can go and connect with them. That's a big part of this too, is that engagement piece. I'll share one little tidbit. We had a wonderful speaker named Maria on our on our podcast and she really just got very straight to the point when it comes to engaging. And she said, stalk your audience. She literally used the word stalk. And I'm like, I actually like that where, you know, searching through keywords, what are the, what's the language they're using? What are the keywords they're using? What are the hashtags they're using? Cause that is incredible insight, but that is like, I love that that used the word community. That was a perfect way to find more of that community in that same niche. And right there, there's an opportunity to comment and engage or get in the DMS. And I think that that's really important. And you're right now, like that seems to be when people say, Oh, I'm not growing enough. Or like, I'm not getting any more followers. It's well, how often are you going out and engaging with others? You know, if you want to get five likes on a post, then you should be dishing out 10. 
if you want to get five comments, like you also have to be an active participant. It's, it's not a platform where you can just post and ghost and hope it goes well. And why isn't everybody coming to my page and liking all my stuff? It just doesn't work that way. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then also like having them in mind, like engaging with other small business owners is not going to help you find customers unless that was your target audience, but chances are, it's probably not. So like you need to actually be engaging with people who are in your audience. Yeah. Yeah. Give them some love. Uh, you know what? Can I also just mention like almost like a bonus number 5.2 or something, but <laughs> re removing the wrong followers. Ooh. This sounds really weird for people to hear this. And if they have any, if, if you have any secondary questions about this, let us know. But um we get the most random followers every once in a while and we just remove them. And the reason for that is because our posts are going to automatically go out to those individuals that have just started to follow us automatically. So we know that it's going to go to that individual who never checks their account. They're probably a bot. They probably are, I don't know, just trying to, they're really not accounts. We know those ones, right? Um, so removing those people out will mean that it's still going to reach your target audience. Sorry, when you said that, Taylor, I was like, oh, we should really talk about that. So 5.2, <laughs> number 5.2 on this. <laughs> I love that. That's so, uh, so helpful, actually, like thinking about um, bigger is not always better, right? Mm -hmm. Like you need the right people, not just a bunch of people. Um, which is something we talk about, I think, every single episode of, the, of our podcast. <laughs> Do you guys have any secrets or unexpected tips for finding new ideas? My biggest belief is that you need to, again, we're going to go back to batching, but it's not really about batching. It's more about um, finding the best time of day to be creative. So that's different for everyone. Um, I'm very much an early bird. I like an early morning. I feel the most creative, but I won't even say what time because it's gross, but <laughs> very, very early in the morning until like eight o'clock. That's like my zone of genius. That's my time. Um, now, sometimes there's little children around, so they're taking my zone of genius away, but that's okay because I'm also like, sometimes I block that out. Sometimes my husband can take on that time so that I can, so that I can really like think about four hours of my time, but that's different for everyone. Sometimes it's midday. Sometimes it's evening. There's like, you know, those owls out there. What are they called? Night owls? Is that what you call it? Yes. <laughs> Night owls. So they, but those individuals need to be creating at nighttime. The ideas come out when you are, I, if I go for a long drive, right? I don't know if anyone else here, when you're going for a long drive, you feel really, really, really creative. If you were traveling, oh, yeah. you feel creative. When you have moments to breathe, you feel creative. When you feel the most filled up, you feel creative. You know, those are the pieces that I think a lot of people are missing is that they, they need to find those pockets and they need to mm -hmm. know themselves well enough to find those pockets. It's different for everyone. Yeah. I think also with community, we've noticed that a lot when you can bounce ideas off, whether it's an accountability partner or if you're part of a group of like-minded entrepreneurs and you can kind of have little brainstorm sessions. That's really important. You know, surround yourself by people who you find inspiring as well. It can spark some great ideas from a strategy standpoint. I would also say like, look at what's, what's trending in terms of, 
you know, when we look at reels and TikTok and videos, if you're not comfortable dancing and pointing, please don't. If you don't have to point and dance to, you know, to get your point across. Um, but there's, there's lots of things that can really be on trend, you know, like right now, Bridgerton is like a big thing. So like, there's lots of audio out there that you can kind of incorporate and have these like cheeky posts or just, you know, looking at what's, what's going on, um, is also a way to kind of create, you know, fresh content or maybe spark some new ideas. Um, but before that, yeah, I, I agree. Finding your creative time when you can really put some effort into it, but surrounding yourself with a community that inspires you uh, can also be a great way to, to spark ideas. Okay. I have a super just for fun question for you. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> if you had an extra $1,000 in your creative business budget, um, how would you guys spend it? lunch <laughs> can did you say lunch he did this is a nice lunch a really nice go for lunch. a really nice lunch <laughs> it's a luxury picnic <laughs> lunches are really expensive up here in canada okay <laughs> like we're flying to iceland for this lunch um, that's a really good question thousand dollars okay well i feel like thousand dollars doesn't doesn't buy my kind of equipment so I can't buy the equipment but I think that on like for our business and I would want to put it towards um probably Facebook ads right now because we're in the midst of building our email right. list and yeah email I would have to agree with that for us mm -hmm. I think that would yeah. be I know like probably not the best answer when we're talking about organic because organic is so important but I think that if we had that just handed to us, we'd be like, you know, let's put it towards the. Yeah, I would say that or offboarding some work, like maybe it's uh, doing all the edits on the podcast for the next so and so. I don't know, but I I'd have to agree with that. Yeah, Facebook ads. A good one. Um, yeah. Now, where can I listeners find you if they're interested in learning more about your brand photography sessions? or um, learning more from you and your community? Where can our listeners find you? Thank you. Well, we are, we hang out on Instagram all the time. So on Instagram, we are at the social.focus. Online, we are the socialfocus.co. And if you head to our link in bio on Instagram or online, um, we have tons of freebies. We love educating and providing tools uh, for entrepreneurs, for business owners to really work out strategy and, uh, and be supported. So we've got our repurposing guide up there right now. And we've got our 50 reels checklist for product makers. So it's 50 reels ideas. So if you're kind of having that block and you're on Instagram, uh, we've got that going on over there as well. That's perfect. And just for our listeners, we'll have all of the links to the social focus in our show notes. Uh, so we'd love to extend to your listeners. We have a new program that's coming up called the product focus. It's a intensive online course to really help product makers, sellers, even if it's a digital product, create content that's really going to resonate and connect with your audience so that eventually, you know, more sales are coming in and love to extend a coupon code for your audience for listening for $50 off. Uh, the, we're launching end of April, the doors close April 30th, but I'm sure you can put this in your show notes. Uh, we'll do a coupon code for Studio Sisters and you can get $50 off the product focus. Uh, all the details are at thesocialfocus.co. Uh, if you're 
interested or ever have any questions, we're also in our DMs. So you can reach out and ask about that. But yeah, we love doing it. We've done a course last year. We really included a lot of Q&A sessions. So for anyone who joins by April 30th, they get the two live Q&A sessions and two live training sessions as an additional bonus. So that's where you get to hang with Nat and I as well. So we're really excited for that. That sounds so awesome. For our listeners, we'll have all of the links to that and the coupon code in our show notes too. So if you're driving or doing something while you're listening to this podcast, you can always come back to that later. Uh, and thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was an thank absolute you. I know Nat will blast. say goodbye. We had a little technical difficulty, but I will say goodbye on her behalf as well. <laughs> yeah, no problem there. Um, well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, ladies. This was a a lot of fun chatting about this. Appreciate you having us.